This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, we're going to start with the cream of the crop first because the other two teams in this hour, stinky, stinky, stinky. But we love small lines. We've won a lot of money off of small lines. And, uh, you know, the prop market in the NBA, a lot of role players. Look at this the same way. We're looking at role teams. Every team has their role. Whether they're good or terrible, every team serves a purpose. And Duke's purpose might be to lose every game on their schedule this year. We'll break them down at the end of the yeah. hour. But we have Miami at the top right here, right now. And their win total this year is eight and a half. Uh, Ryan, we were, you know, kind of getting ready for this hour. And I heard you say uh, to me, because we were talking, of course, that you talked yourself into Miami. Is it because Mario Cristobal said, you know what, the turnover chain is done, it's finished, it's not a part of our culture, it's been retired, it came out in 2017? Is it because they threw out the, the turnover chain, or are you actually bought into all the moves that they have made on the field and maybe even in the coaching staff? I'm finally, I've, I've bought back into the U for the first time since, man, the seven-floor uh, the seven floor crew, the seven-floor crew with uh, G-Reg uh, man, doing, doing, doing the rat. Yeah. I almost got myself in trouble. Uh <laughs> It's been a while, man. Growing up, I loved Miami. I'll never forget uh, the first national title game that I ever watched like at a buddy's house with a bunch of friends was the Willis McGahee torn ACL Willis game McGahee. when Ken Dorsey was the quarterback. Yeah. I love that Miami team. Really, since then, though, they've been irrelevant. Every other year, I feel like we try to make Miami a thing. Remember yes. when they were playing Bama a couple years back and got year. absolutely clubbed? But I really actually do like them this year. And the win total being at 8.5, this past weekend, I played it over twice, actually. Um, I like Tyler Van Dyke. Like he's an NFL quarterback. He's if he puts it all together, they could actually live up to the hype. He's he can make every single throw. He's six foot four. So if this is 1995, he'd probably be the first quarterback taken, even over Stroud and uh, over Bryce Young. Started the last nine games, so he threw for 246 yards per game in his first three starts. He didn't really know what he was, and then over 300 in each of his last six starts, including two upset wins where I was on them on the money line. 325 yards. Uh, against NC State, and then he threw for 426 yards against Pittsburgh in another upset victory. He was the first quarterback to have three straight games of 325 passing yards for Miami since Bernie Kosar That's did crazy. it. So even Ken Dorsey didn't do that. You know what does concern me really quickly about uh, Van Dyke? I, yeah. I love him. I think he can be talented, but losing Mike Harley and Chris uh, Charleston Rambo, I mean, that's that's like those, those are two major blows. Like That's equivalent to... To just losing Heineke or not Heineke, just losing McLaurin or just losing uh, Devontae Adams, yeah. and you look at what the situation is with uh, your uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. Harley uh, last year he became the well, yeah, last year he became the school's all-time leader in receptions, yeah, and that's ridiculous when we're talking about Miami. We're not talking about hate to say this, Randolph Macon. We're not talking about make it. Yeah, we're talking about he is the all-time leader in receptions at the U. So that means guys like Philip Dorsett, Michael Irvin, Santana Moss, my oh, guy Santana Moss. I that, love Santana Moss. I, he used to do this little thing every time he caught the ball and point to the first. My guy Reggie that. Wayne. Come on, Reggie <laughs> Wayne was there. Like yeah. that's ridiculous for him to be the all-star receiving leader, receptions leader at the U. And then Rambo, you saw what he did: seventy-nine receptions, 
That bested Leonard Hankerson by seven catches for a new single season school record. So these are two one, like number one receivers that he's lost. Yeah, no, and I know, and that's a good point because we've seen that like with some of these top quarterback prospects or even like just prospects like uh, that my team selected, right? Like Jordan Love had a ridiculous season where everybody was like, okay, he's going to be one of the first three quarterbacks selected and my team ends up moving up for him. But you remember then the second year, he led the FBS, he led the nation in picks. And the mm-hmm. reason was he lost his top two wide receivers. He lost both backs and he lost like three of his five linemen. Mm-hmm. So you do see guys take a step back if they don't have the surrounding weapons. He still has like, I mean, they do have some talent. I like Keyshawn Smith. He'll be back for his sophomore year. They have uh, Jacoby George. So they do have fast athletes who could play on the outside and in the slot. But I'm with you. The wide receiver room scares me. Running game should be solid, man. If Jalen Knighton has the year that we think he could have. He got suspended four games last season and still rushed for almost 600 yards. And they add that kid from uh, Lane uh, Lane Kiffin's offense uh, from Ole Miss, Henry Parrish. Mm -hmm. Thaddeus Franklin is a sophomore now. He's going to get some carries. The reason I like him so much, besides Van Dyke, is the offensive line, though. And they do lose a little bit on the O-line, but you bring in Mario. He played offensive line at Miami. Look what he did at Oregon. Like, Oregon was always known as this soft team. Yep. You know, they were going to score a bunch of points. They were going to give up a bunch of points. And then last year in the trenches, I mean, I know that they got beat up on by uh, Utah twice, but they beat Ohio State, and a lot of that was because of their offensive line play. And last year, they led the nation with 190 career starts on the O-line coming back. This year, they don't have as much experience, but they bring back three starters, 137 career starts, and they have Mario. In fact, I was watching uh, this interview that he did after the spring game. And he was just like, this unit, like, they're better than I thought. When I took this job, Mm. the offensive line, the guys that I have that I didn't even bring in yet are better than I thought. And then on D, I love their D line, man. They have eight linemen with starting experience. They're going to be able to rotate guys. They're all big, tall, lengthy. They could bat balls down. They could get after the quarterback. Linebackers, they bring back five returning players with starting experience. Last year, they missed a bunch of tackles. I don't think that happens this year with Steele taking over as the defensive coordinator. And Mario put together a great staff. The secondary lost some guys, but they get Al Blades back from injury. He's going to be a pro. They get Daryl Porter from West Virginia through the portal. They have nine starters so um, that they're going to bring back. But last year, they did give up 390 yards per game, 28 points per game. I don't think Mario's going to allow that. So I'm high on him, man. Uh, last year, they probably go over their win total last year if King wasn't terrible those first four games. They only averaged 20 points per game. Then Van Dyke took over. And they averaged 36.7 the last seven games. They could average 40 this year if everybody stays healthy. I like them to go over. I think they win double-digit games. They do get Texas A&M early. And they also get Clemson on the road. Lost. Clemson's going to be awesome this year, man. Even if DJ you know, doesn't take a step forward. But they do get Pitt and Carolina at home. And Carolina's going to take a step yeah. back with no Sam Howell. I think they win 10 games. I do. I, I like Miami, man. Right. Look at the schedule. So, yeah, so I was, I was about to say this. So I know, and we talked about Clemson without you being here. You're high on Clemson, too. Yeah. So this is the thing for me. Miami's 7-1 to win the ACC. And I looked at their schedule, and I say, I believe in that team enough, even with the losses in the receiver room, mm-hmm. and, of course, with the addition of Cristobal um, and some other guys, and Steele as well. I believe in them enough to say, like, I don't mind playing them seven to one to win the ACC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, who else would you play? You know? I mean, it's, I mean, you got NC State there too. Yeah, who I do like. Who I love. Yeah, we talked like, about the, that the ACC this year might be yeah. more competitive than you think. I think most people look at you know Clemson and judge the ACC. If Clemson is good, the ACC's rocking. If they're not, the ACC stinks. Like no, while Clemson has been in, in a down year, you're looking at these other teams that are starting to catch up. I really do like Miami. Um, 
and what they're what they're doing. NC State, we'll talk about them tomorrow as well. So the timing is is really perfect. But that schedule and how it sets up, I think they have a chance to go like six and two in, inside of the conference. Uh, God, that that November nineteenth game at Clemson, like that is the key yeah. to this season. Barring any like early season stunning losses, especially at home, this Hurricane team. They have they have the their whole life like the whole world ahead of them like they could really do some things and Cristobal brings in Dude. an identity that's just so different. Other than at Clemson and other than at Texas A and M, where they're not going to beat Texas A and M, they're one and four straight up against the SEC since 2013. But man, other than those two games, I think that they could run the table. I think they finish with ten wins. I think I I'll like take them. the over too. We love Miami. Give the give us the over this year. The question is, will they overtake? Don't let us down, Clemson. Good teams in the ACC. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.